Welcome as we worship together for St. Matthew's Methodist Church Remote Worship. My name is Elaine Hall and I have the blessing to be pastor at St. Matthew's United Methodist. Will you pray with me? Loving God, you have come into this world to heal and to save. You call us to be your people and to participate in your saving work. Start with us, O oh God. Heal our hearts and our lives and our families. But God, we beg you, do not stop there. Use us as your healing agents in this world. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture this morning comes from Mark chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. After a few days, Jesus went back to Capernaum, and people heard that he was at home. So many gathered that there was no longer space, not even near the door. Jesus was speaking the word to them. Some people arrived, and four of them were bringing to him a man who was paralyzed. They couldn't carry him through the crowd, so they tore off part of the roof above where Jesus was. When they had made an opening, they lowered the mat on which the paralyzed man was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Child, your sins are forgiven. Some legal experts were sitting there muttering among themselves, Why does he speak this way? He's insulting God. Only the one God can forgive sins. Jesus immediately recognized what they were discussing, and he said to them, Why do you fill your mind with these questions? Which is easier, to say to a paralyzed person, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up, take up your bed, and walk? But so you will know that the human one has authority on the earth to forgive sins, he said to the man who was paralyzed, Get up, take your mat, and go home. Jesus raised him up, and right away he picked up his mat and walked out in front of everybody. They were all amazed and praised God, saying, We've never seen anything like this. This is the word of God for God's people, and we say, Thanks be to God. This is a story about Jesus, about Jesus' compelling presence, about how when Jesus taught and healed, people just couldn't stay away. When he returned to Capernaum and entered the house, the people were so crowded around that when the friends came, they, they couldn't figure out how to get their friend through the crowd. It's a story about a man healed, someone whose life was changed in an instant because of his encounter with Jesus. It's a story about those who doubted and challenged Jesus and his power to do what he came to earth to do. And it's a story of four friends. These friends who knew 
that what they needed to do was get their friend to Jesus. These friends who had persisted in friendship. You know, in a lot of stories in the Bible, we're told or at least we assume that the person who is suffering physically has also been cast out, has lost the friendship of others who shy away from their pain or illness or injury. But not these four friends. They stuck around. This man who was paralyzed had people who loved him, who did not turn away, and who brought him to Jesus. This is a story that... um, seems just made for a children's Bible. It's, it's got the scene, it's got the action, it's got the climbing onto the roof. And also, there's room for deeper reflection and getting into the heart of this story. The man's friends showed what it is to be in a community. They acted out sacrificial service. And when Jesus healed the man, he said, because of their faith, because of the faith of the friends, something happened. Sometimes we look at a person hurting and we wonder, why haven't they asked for help? Why haven't they reached out? Why haven't they prayed? Why haven't they? Why haven't they? But if ever we're the ones who are struggling, we know how sometimes the struggle is so deep and hard that we're just doing the best we can to survive. These friends did not ask, why didn't he? These friends acted on their own faith knowing that the best thing they could do for their friend was get him to Jesus. Then we have the legal scholars, and they have an objection. Their objection is that Jesus is setting himself up as equal to God. And of course, they assume clearly he is not. So he must be lying. We modern readers tend to have a slightly different objection. We have started at the beginning of Mark, and we know that this is the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So we're not so shaken by Jesus acting like God. But we have questions about the whole setup. Did the man really get paralyzed because of his sins? Is forgiveness of sins what he really needed most at that moment? We have our objections and our questions, whether they're the ones from 2,000 years ago or the ones that we carry in our hearts. But the friends... The friends just got their friend to Jesus. I was reading some reflections on this story that pointed out the difference between the friends of Job and the friends of this paralyzed man. 
The friends of Job saw that their friend was hurting and sick and alone, and they showed up, and first they sat with him in silence, which was probably the best help they offered, but then they entered a long, long debate about what exactly Job had done wrong and why God was mad at him and what was the cause of his suffering. But this man's friends, they didn't beat around the bush. They didn't worry about why the man was hurting or what he did wrong. They had one central insight, the most important thing. We need to get our friend to Jesus. <laughs> Just this core trust that being in the presence of Jesus would be healing. That getting to Jesus would supply his needs. And so they get him to Jesus, and Jesus says that his sins are forgiven. Now, maybe or maybe not, that's what they were hoping for. But they didn't object. They didn't say, hey, Jesus, we had a different plan. No, that was the religious scholars who fussed and complained. The friends got their friend to Jesus and trusted that what happened when he was with Jesus would be for his good. It is so easy to be the friend who wonders what went wrong, to be the spectator who muses about why and wherefore and when. But the true friends, the true people of faith, step beyond the questions of why and whose fault. And even what can we do? What is our job? And step into how do we bring our friend to Jesus? How do we make room for our friend to be healed? So often we point to our Christian faith as if it's all about us and God. And maybe about us and how we like serve in the world, you know, what do we do hands-on to um, feed people or provide clinics or all those very good things that are ways of showing God's love. But, but we forget that a part of our faith is having faith with others, that our sharing in the life of prayer, in the life of scripture, in the growing in God's grace, in expecting God's loving presence, that's a big part of how we love Jesus well. And then when we're in it together, we can introduce our friends. We can bring those we love to Jesus. And so as we reflect on this scripture, I wonder how can we be friends in Jesus? And how can we bring our friends to be with Jesus?
And are we willing to trust? Not that we need to fix it. Not that we need to come up with the perfect answer and pray that God will do what we think needs to be done. But just trust that if we are in the presence of Jesus and we bring our friend with us, what happens then will be exactly what is needed for all of our healing. As we enter a moment of prayer, I'd like to remind you that we, even though we are separate from each other, are um, eager and willing to share in our joys and in our prayers together. So if you have a prayer that you would like to share, you are welcome to call the church and leave that voicemail so that we can share it with the community. And if you're watching on Facebook, you're welcome to put a comment right there in the comments and we can um, use that as well so that we can share our hopes and our joys and our prayers together. Will you pray with me? Oh, Jesus, just being with you is a place of healing. Wherever that is and whatever it looks like. We pray that you would draw us to deeper trust. Help us to trust and to experience that when we are open to the presence of Jesus, we are open to be healed. We pray, God, not just for our congregation, but for all those who follow Jesus around the world that we would truly open ourselves to the presence of Jesus, that we would be healed by what happens in that presence, and that we would live in this world as healed people who are a healing presence in a hurting world. We pray for the leaders and for the rulers of this world. God, for everyone who makes decisions that affect many people, may those decisions be made with wisdom and clarity, and courage. We pray for Joseph, our president, and Roy, our governor, and all those who have been elected or appointed to be our leaders. May we, together with them, work for our common good, overcome our divisions, and seek what is right and just. We pray for this, our community of Morganton. We pray, God, that the vaccine efforts would um, go quickly and smoothly and safely, that they would be fair, and that they would reach those most in need. We pray for our teachers in our schools, God, for our youngest students who are heading back to the classroom and for the teachers who will be there to guide them, provide strength and grace and protection. For our middle and high school students who will continue with remote learning and for the teachers and leaders who seek to serve them in that challenging format, we pray that you would Give them all the resilience and all the grace that they need to um, function well in that environment. May we, the parents and grandparents and neighbors and friends, 
be full of encouragement and practical help in whatever ways that we can. God, we bring before you the particular prayers that we hold in our hearts. And we offer all of our prayers in the name of Jesus, who is teaching us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You are loved. Jesus came into this world out of deep love for each one of us. Live in this world as an agent of love and hope, even and especially when it seems against all odds. Go in the name of God, who is Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen.